0: So we are so excited. This is long overdue. We are finally talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. And uh, my friend Trevor isn't here with me this time. He could not make it, but uh, I'm so excited because my other friend from across the, uh, across the pond is Reese and he is kind enough to come and uh, talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp with me. This is so exciting. So thank you, Reese, so much. That's fine. Um, yeah, it's long overdue because the UK didn't get Ant-Man
1: and the Wasp until, yeah. like, Thursday, so...
0: Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. It was very delayed because of the World Cup and some other things that they delayed releasing Ant-Man and the Wasp until this last week. And yeah. so, uh, we I finally get a chance to talk about it, so it's um, it's really fun. Yeah. So then at least
1: like coming out a bit late at least it's given a chance for other people to see the film before the video right. might have been made
0: so. that's right that's right and uh so anyway uh the uh so if you want to check out our th- <clears throat> recent my thoughts on the mcu you should take a look at our ranking podcast that we did a while back which was a lot of fun and uh this was before thor ragnarok maybe or after uh, i can't remember I it was it was Black Panther, I remember us, we did that. Oh, now, you're Panther. right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, I'll put a link down uh, in the description section. You can check that out if you uh, if you want uh, to know what we thought about all the, uh, the MCU films, uh, so that would be pretty fun. And uh, so, let's dive into Ammon and the Wasp. Uh, I mean, in general, you would say you are a fan of the MCU, correct?
1: Yeah, I- I would say I like all of their films pretty much like, but like we, we were just talking about it. The only one I wasn't like the huge fan of was The Incredible Hulk, but like, yeah. Yeah. Every film is, every film is good. I think.
0: Yeah. In my opinion, they have not made a, uh, a um, Superman four or Batman and Robin or Catwoman or, you know, Green Lantern, yeah. you know, just something like unwatchable and horrible. Yeah. And uh, so I, uh, they they have ones that are messier and that uh aren't great but i don't think they're awful either yeah, so yeah definitely so uh so the, yeah the, so they are the uh ant man and the wasp is the uh what 21st film for yeah. the mcu i think 20th? 20th or 21st yeah something like that which is uh, amazing <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and uh of course this is after uh infinity war and i think it was really smart of them because you had a uh like a in black panther which is still my favorite of the three this year uh but you have black panther that uh is sort of a mixed tone movie and uh, there's fun moments there's a uh, intense moments kind of thing and then you have infinity war which does have some fun moments but for the most part it's more of a uh more of an intense uh kind of uh story and and certainly the ending (laughs) um is a you know is a pretty it's you know it's a battle so there you go and we will probably be we will definitely be talking some infinity war spoilers so and of course amman and the wasp boilers. so if you haven't seen either of those then uh that don't listen to the podcast until after you've seen them <laughs> but uh but yeah so it's a pretty strong year for marvel it was a smart choice i think after infinity war to uh to have this lighter uh more uh fun film with amman and the wasp uh would you agree uh yeah cuz at first, I was
1: a bit, like, confused, because I was like, why would you round out the film with, you know, like, a small, more comedic film, and, like, instead of, like, the big Avengers film, and then I re- after watching Avengers Infinity War, I realised that I do agree with you, it was a very, very smart choice, because it can cool you down after, like, something as big as Infinity War, because even Black Panther, while it wasn't, like, as big as as Infinity War, it was still really, like, like, it wasn't, like, serious, but it did have a lot of serious messages and things like that yeah um and i'm on the wasp it was just a purely fun comedic film i thought so it was i think better to end the film end the year with this film
0: yeah yeah definitely i agree with you uh so what did you think of the original a man
1: yeah so the original I, uh, I actually think it's quite underrated like a lot of people put it like towards like the lower end of the mcu uh but mm-hmm. for me it's I've always enjoyed it as, like, it's about halfway through my ranking. I've always think, thought it's really fun. I think it was a great heist film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the cast is just really well used. Um, and I think Darren Cross gets a lot of uh, flack as the villain, but I think he's actually a pretty good yellow jacket. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just think the film's – I really enjoy the first Ant-Man.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I really enjoy Ant-Man. I think it's funny – I think uh, it, you know, Paul Rudd is just so charismatic, so charming. I appreciate that it's, I mean, it's a pun, but is smaller, in in uh, in just like a little story about getting one thing from one building, you know, kind of a thing as opposed to some big thing. Even after Civil War, it was a nice, uh, refreshing uh, kind of or Age of Ultron. I think actually, Uh, after big movies, it was a nice breather and break from uh from for uh for the mcu and for superior movies and uh there were definitely those edgar wright touches you know where uh you have the john uh i mean you have the um uh you where you have the michael pena character uh telling his stories about how he you know learned certain information i think those sequences are really funny and they really Mm -hmm. work and it is interesting and we'll talk more about this but it's really the only aside from hawkeye in a few scenes in age of ultron with his family it's it, he, scott and his uh daughter are really the only uh family that you see in uh in the mcu which is interesting and uh and so seeing him and his daughter i think is really sweet and yeah. lovely and nice and uh so my only real flaw with the first ant-man because i agree with you also about yellow jacket i think that i mean i love Corey Stoll. i think he is super handsome <laughs> <laughs> i really enjoy him and i uh, and also uh, i i don't know i think he's fine i think he's entertaining and uh, i just I, I really like the train sequence with him and just sort of what a smart act he is but uh The thing that I don't think works in Ant-Man is actually Evangeline Lilly. I think she's pretty flat and I think she has a terrible wig. And I, I'm just not a big fan of her in that first Ant-Man movie. So I was actually really nervous with her being on the poster, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp going into this uh, and would uh, that be a big problem for me? And so it's, it's kind of an interesting thing, but I really did like the first Ant-Man quite a bit.
1: Yeah, because I think one thing that you that is a lot better about the first Ant-Man than some films is just how clever it is. Yeah. Like, it uses humour so cleverly, and I've always loved, um, in both this film and Ant-Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. how they use the size, like, yeah. cinematically. Like, mm-hmm. they, it's just so clever, like you say, with the uh, Thomas the Tank Engine scene, yeah. and, uh, like, the way they emerge from the rug. Yeah. Um, all the ants. It's just so interesting. Like I love when it like the camera like pans out and it's just like something really insignificant. But yeah, it was it's just really clever and I think that's definitely uh something that follows on, you know, Man and the Wasp.
0: Yeah. I I agree with you. All right, well let's talk about just our overall thoughts. So we had this film, I am Man and the Wasp. And what were your overall thoughts coming out of the movie theater for this movie?
1: Um like because I, I remember being really excited to go and see Infinity War.
0: Uh-huh.
1: um and obviously I knew this wouldn't be as big a scale film, but I was still really, really excited to see this film because obviously mm-hmm. I love the third Ant-Man. And uh, I wasn't disappointed when I came out of the film. I thought uh, I thought it was so, so funny. I laughed so... I was literally like... I had My stomach was hurting at one point um, in the scene where he's uh, little in the school. Yeah. That was so well done. And Yeah. I really enjoyed the way it followed on from Civil War, like because I didn't actually think about that, like how Hank and Hope would feel about Scott just going away and using their tech. I didn't think about that. But, um, yeah, it was really interesting, I thought, and um, I just really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I think all the char- all like, the returning characters did well, um, and I think the Wasp was a big upgrade from Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I just, I just really enjoyed the film
0: yeah yeah i i also really enjoyed it i thought it was a solid movie i uh, i agree of uh, you know sequences like the the schoolhouse scene scene the school scene and also the chase scene with the pez dispenser and all that was really fun i kind of wish they hadn't shown that in the trailer but oh well uh and uh uh you've got great cast uh, but I didn't like it quite as much as the first one, I must be honest. Uh, I didn't think it was quite as funny. Uh, you didn't get as much of that team of guys, and they're so funny in the first one, so I kind of missed that a little bit, and I, I I don't know. I just didn't think it was quite as funny uh, as the first one, um, but I still enjoyed it. I still thought it was good, and I, I do agree with you. My fears about Evangeline Lilly as the Wasp uh were uh, were uh, unfounded (laughs) because i thought she did much better in this one than she did in the first ant-man yeah because she had a lot
1: riding on it because obviously like i mean i don't i've never really read the comics but the wasp is a very important avenger so yeah so they had to get that right really
0: Um, yeah and uh she she had her normal hair which i appreciated (laughs) she looked much better (laughs) her hair yeah she did and uh she did really good with the action and she was i think it might be her best acting as aside from maybe lost the show the tv show lost uh because i did not like her in the hobbit movies either i thought she was really flat and really wooden and i thought she was really flat in the first ant-man and so this i think she was pretty good uh yeah i mean as far as her acting. i haven't seen the hobbit
1: but uh mm. yeah i mean i i liked her in the stormy yeah, i thought she was good yeah. um and like say, so, yeah, I think they did the action quite... I would do... I do think, though, that they did show off quite a lot of her action in the trailers. Yeah. yeah. Which I wasn't a fan of. I don't think... I don't think the trailers were bad, but, like, compared to the film, like, they didn't show... They showed way too much, I thought. Like, yeah. a lot of the action actually was in the trailers. Yeah. Like, I don't think this film was better action-wise. I don't. But... I still did
0: enjoy it just a little bit more. Th- a lot of the good parts of this movie in the trailer, which is a bummer. But oh well uh so yeah and i i'm glad you said that about them bumping off of civil uh of um civil war because that was one thing that i didn't love in infinity war because i felt like roadie just kind of was like uh meh, whatever <laughs> like uh
1: you broke my legs but we're still friends
0: yeah like uh <laughs> i mean i almost died because of this sokovia cord and he's just like meh uh, you know and same thing with uh with Tony and so like all the conflict and everything that had happened in Civil War was just kind of like meh meh and so like I do appreciate that in this one uh they don't just brush it aside as nothing that it's actually like there's consequences and that uh, you know he has to deal with uh having to be on house arrest and Uh, I thought that maybe we might see uh, Hawkeye in this movie because I thought, well, they're both on house arrest and they're both gone. So that makes me almost positive that we'll see Hawkeye in Captain Marvel. I would be shocked if we don't because otherwise it just makes no sense for him to not be in Infinity War
1: (laughs) to me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, it's quite funny when you think about it because like, I mean
1: tony was all tony was like really mad at steve for almost killing roadie and yeah in infinity roadie and stony T- roadie and tony are never in the same scene so yeah yeah they never
0: re- They don't really they, handle that, well. that first scene i get oh they're not in the same scene i forget it's been a while since i saw it but um but yeah, yeah they're both like both tony and roadie are yeah. like man eh, sokovia cord Yeah, we don't really care about that anymore <laughs> i like oh you cared about it a lot like yeah <laughs> not that long ago uh, but <laughs> uh, but yeah it, and it was an interesting choice for the, the the actions of civil war to actually have estranged hope and hank from scott and uh that you know they they don't have any contact because they're mad at him for using the technology i you know that i'd never even thought that he had to ask their permission to use the technology i didn't know yeah that.
1: i mean like I just just assumed that he was now Ant Man, but then, I mean, like if I suppose, like if they are taking his tech, like to help the Avengers, then I suppose it would be nice to know that. I don't know though.
0: Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I thought he was more sort of uh, autonomous as a superhero kind of thing. I so that was really interesting that they were so like hurt by that. I I wasn't expecting that.
1: Yeah. Because, um, like, I mean, I've heard some people say that, like, Evangeline Lily was, like, well, Hope was, like, basically being too much of, like, a fun sponge, and she was always being a bit boring, but, like, the thing is, like, I think they established in Ant-Man that her character isn't, like, a massively fun, like, love, like, yeah. not that she's a boring character, but, like, you know what I mean, like, she's mm-hmm. not always laughing like paul Rudd is, and i think like yeah. i think the stakes of the movie meant like so much to her that it wasn't just like she could always have a laugh and a joke um
0: yeah. no i can relate to that because i'm not really a goofy person like i don't like practical jokes or being like silly like i'm just not a silly person like my i don't know my sister she used to do like all these like goofy things like going around wearing like masks and like she had this like uh, this like ho- horse head mask thing and she would put it on and think it was so hilarious and just stuff like that I'm just kind of like oh, I don't know I'm just not a silly person in that way yeah. and uh, so I can kind of understand her in that way especially when like you're you're trying to uh, to you know find your mother and uh, you know there's some serious stuff going on uh so yeah i i think that's that's very true and so but yeah they're very upset with scott and uh but he's what did you think of scott on house arrest what do you think of that like early I, sequences i did enjoy that for, like
1: the early sequence like um when like he had to shout really loud so lewis actually paid attention and moved the uh like the yeah that was really funny yeah i love how like the fbi came around because his like foot went through the fence and whatever that was right like, oh was yeah really it, it felt it genuinely felt real as well like it felt like because he couldn't go out and like entertain his daughter it felt like that would something that scott lang would do
0: do you think you would be happy on house arrest or would you go crazy i mean i don't really leave my house so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'd be fine i'd be fine <laughs> <laughs> i agree agree with you yeah. uh if you wanted to punish me more you'd make me like uh go work in some corporate office job <laughs> cubicle like that's punishment being at home. like hey no problem um huh. <laughs> uh but anyway so we get introduced to janet van dyne here played myself pfeiffer uh and we find out sort of the backstory we'd heard a little bit about in the first ant-man uh and that but we find out she basically shrunk down to the size of an atom in order to stop a uh, soviet missile in 1987 and to save everybody uh but she knew that you know she was sacrificing herself for all these people and this missile and uh uh what did you think of that sort of introduction to her character
1: I I enjoyed it because it was like a callback to the first Ant Man, uh-huh. so I, I appreciated that. Um, I mean, like I've only seen Michelle Pfeiffer in Hairspray,
0: uh-huh.
1: so okay. But I I do love her in that film, so mm-hmm. I was excited to see her here, and she did look really good in the costume. I thought, um, and uh, yeah, I did I did enjoy Michelle Pfeiffer's wasp, but I do think they gave the wasp like the Janet Van Dyne wasp's best scene, which is going to sound weird, to Paul Rudd, like, when she was, like, talking through him. like Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, uh, that's I think that true. was, like, the like the best part of the wasp, like, when she was doing all tech- techie and, like... I mean, like, it was a bit weird when, like, Paul Rudd was doing it, but it was quite funny, I thought, though. But, uh, yeah, I feel like... I don't know how they could have done it differently, but, yeah, it was a bit... I think it was played for laughs a little bit too much without thinking about the scene really because like I mean if she just if she was seeing her daughter and like Hank for the first time in like thirty years I'm pretty sure she wouldn't be just like standing next to them so I don't know
0: mm-hmm. that
1: seems a bit weird to me oh
0: yeah yeah I can see what you mean uh yeah and I mean Michelle Pfeiffer she's probably a little bit underused but you know yeah. if we if we have another Ant movie which I don't know if we will or if her character.
1: Yeah, I would
0: like to see more because uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is a great actress. Uh, so I checks out some of her other movies, but but uh, yeah, it was a good setup. Uh, it made sense, and uh, and you know you've got the Michael Douglas de aging, which they've gotten pretty good at Marvel. Yeah. I have to say,
1: I do like the de except they, for Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War.
0: <laughs> yeah, but at least that was that was supposed to be like a demonstration.
1: Yeah, you know what i mean
0: like it wasn't supposed to be uh actual like footage from his life like it was a thing so that made it a little more manageable to me (laughs) but anyway they have gotten they have gotten better and better and better at it and uh so yeah then we get this scene where uh where scott gets this message from he doesn't know oh, it's from janet but it's from somebody in the quantum realm in the form of this dream he, he sees this hide-and-seek game uh and he uh he senses that it has something to do with hope and hank and he has this phone in it so that he can contact them in an emergency so he contacts them tells them about the dream uh, and they end up basically like kidnapping him
1: yeah um i think it was interesting that he like kind of met with janet in the quantum realm without realizing it but
0: uh-huh.
1: at the same time i was thinking like would that have not came up at all in civil war like would he have not felt that um
0: but, mm. i can see what you mean yeah,
1: i did find it interesting like how they just kind of like you because like That felt like genuine though because I feel like even though they weren't speaking to Scott and they didn't like him I felt like the the kidnapping was like genuine like that's what they would have done because they don't really care for Scott but they want to find Janet so Mm -hmm.
0: I thought that was good. Yeah I mean I still think they care for Scott they're just like a little bit salty in it you know what I mean like (laughs) yeah so uh, uh, but he only has like three days left on his house arrest poor guy (laughs) (laughs) or two days or something like that (laughs) uh so and and this was a particular this hide and seek was a particular game that hope would play with Janet and with her mom and uh so when she heard heard about it that's why she immediately rang true for her and uh so that's this is when we first get introduced to the this uh mobile lab that they have Uh, which i thought was kind of fun uh you know it's like where where's the lab Where's the you know it's like this giant building but it you know it ends up being basically like this this like um one of those roller roller um suitcases kind of (laughs) that's what it sort of looks like uh when it gets shrink shrunken down and don't ask me how they like are able to Cause there's no, obviously there's no like electricity going to this building or wires or any kind of, you know, utilities of any kind, (laughs) but they're able to make it work. And I thought, I I don't know, I just really thought that was kind of fun. This idea of this whole, this lab uh, kind of thing. And and they've been getting uh, parts from this guy, uh, Birch uh, played by Walton Goggins. And uh, so that's how they were able to build the lab. And did you think that was fun at all? This this lab.
1: Yeah, I did like the lab.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting, like when they showed off in the trailers. And I
1: am glad they didn't just shrink it once. Like, I'm glad that I'm glad it actually like was put in like a three like a good three or four different locations. I did like that. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I was always thinking is why couldn't they just make themselves tiny and use the lab in small version? Because. Then they would. Then that would make it a lot harder to actually catch. them. that's that's the one thing I was always thinking.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that could be. That's true. But yeah, yeah I like
1: like I love how Ghost at the end just didn't care where it was. She just made the lab big, like in the middle of a road. I just love.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I did like. They're they're trying to create a tunnel to the quantum realm that they can access, and because they want to try to find. Uh, their um, mother and uh, so it turns out they they so they scheduled this meeting with this guy birch uh, to get i think one last part basically or get another part and uh, it turns out he's a double dealer and he's trying to trying to blackmail them trying to and i i mean i have a hard time even remembering it because i thought that he was such a snooze it <laughs> was yeah. not good he didn't really do anything no <laughs> the only good part about him was it there were some fun moments in some of the fighting in that hotel scene like when she's in the um again you saw it in the trailer but uh when he, they're in the uh, kitchen and you know like they're they're going back and forth and, and at one point she's running along the knife like that 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 was fun, yeah. But he always felt like he just like he felt like a
1: secondary because like I don't know he wasn't really useful at all. Like I thought I was hoping he was gonna be like another Justin Hammer, but Mm -hmm. he wasn't. So
0: yeah. We had Ghost, uh, and she's played by Hannah John Kamen. And uh, what did you think of her? So she's like. She had done all these experiments, I guess, with uh, Hank's associate, Ben Foster, and she ended up in this kind of quasi-state. And so uh, she's trying to figure out to go to the quantum realm to, to solve this problem of hers. Uh, but I don't know. What did you think of Ghost? I did like Ghost.
1: Um, I think that she was, up to, she was played really well. Um, I do think Hannah John game did well, um, and I think she looked really cool. I think the special effects were well used on her, um, and they did something that Marvel always do, which is like they, they, they realise well how to use powersets. Like they used her phasing really effectively. I thought, mm, yeah, um, that's a good point. And yeah, I just I think she was I think she was really emotional, and I just I really liked the backstory they gave to her.
0: Mhm. And yeah, I, I really like Ghost. She was fine for me. You know, she was good. I mean, it's sort of interesting because her like motivation is to survive and not die, and so she's not really like a villain, but she is. Her her motives clash against the Hank and Hope's goals of trying to save Janet, and uh, so they then, then they become kind of a villain and uh so i i thought that you know it's pretty pretty decent as far as a villain because she isn't really a villain
1: yeah i think that's why she's a bit like like in a villain ranking i wouldn't put her like at the top because she's not really like you say she's not really like a villainous. yeah um she's not like she's not like pure evil like uh-huh. someone like killmonger you can understand where he's coming from right. but he's still evil like he'll still kill Right, anything happily but with with a a ghost it didn't seem like that like she was only trying to kill janet
0: because she had to right yeah yeah and 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 i think that that makes it pretty interesting yeah so you have this character bill foster played by laurence fishburne uh, and he uh he was an old partner of hank pym and uh they uh they you know had a they had this relationship and but uh they had a falling out because they uh you know they had a difference of agreement about how to use the quantum technology and how to use the the amin technology
1: yeah i mean i did like bill i like bill foster um Uh i think he was a bit wasted though because i don't think he really did all that much um Mm-hmm. I wish that he had actually become Goliath, um, and I wish there was a Goliath-like-V-Giant-Man fight, which I think that would have been really interesting to watch. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: But, I don't know, he, he did have some nice moments, like, when he said to Ghost, you know, like, at the end, and he said, I'm not leaving you, like, he did care for Ghost, it was obvious of that, but... I. Like, some of the things, like, when he said, like, to Ghost, like, when he kind of, like, gave up on helping her, like, you could see that coming. Like. Yeah. Because he didn't want Janet to die and things like that. So I think some of the stuff, some of the reveals of this character were a bit obvious, but I do think overall he was quite well, and I did, like, Lawrence Fishburne.
0: Yeah. In the role. Well, and the whole idea is that, like, he, he accidentally killed, uh, um, uh, his, um, wife in an experiment, I believe, and, and then he caused this problem to happen to Ava. And, uh, and so they want to basically like use, they want to find Janet, use her energy uh, and, uh, and to help Ava, but they know this will kill Janet. And so and Hank uh, is obviously against it. So that's where their main conflict comes. And yeah, he's not a super well-developed character. His main is main motivation is to have be this this conflict between ghost and him and then hank on the other side kind of put them together so it's a it's 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 pretty it's pretty decent pretty good uh so yeah and um so they find janet's location and they find out they only have two hours before she could be lost for like a whole century so there starts to be this sort of timeline and, uh, that, that happens. And, uh, of course you also have like various things going on, like the FBI at one point comes to uh, Scott's house. So he has to go there and also them going to the school and, uh, and, uh, yeah, what the, in the school scene, they're trying to, uh, get, like a key or something right i can't remember i forgot to write that down what is what is it they're trying to get from oh, um abby he's trying to get his old ant man suit Cassie. yeah he's trying oh to get his yeah, old yeah. Suit. his suit his suit that's right that's right he because they needed to like track janet or whatever mm-hmm. yeah because his other suit his new suit is malfunctioning and so it's causing problems and yeah so that's a really fun scene in the school as we said
1: yeah there's a great sight gag yeah um uh, it's so good
0: mm-hmm. and like
1: just the dialogue like after that like um when he gets into the van and <clears throat> and michael douglas says like did you have a good day at school champ it's, things like that were just really good
0: yeah uh so what did you think of uh uh louise dave and kurt them starting up this security business this like a uh, uh ex I think is what it was called. Yeah. What do you think of all of that?
1: I think it was interesting, but at the same time, I think you could have put them in any situation, and it would have been the same. Uh-huh. Um. But I think Louise did well. I do think that they were a bit sidelined, and uh, which is kind of sad. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. But Louise
1: still did have a lot to do. I'm glad he had like an Ant Man uh, one sequence where like the bongos kicked Jenny, started telling a backstory. That was really good. Yeah. Um. Uh, but the other two people, which I forget the names of, um, I felt like they were a bit, they only really had a couple lines, but they did a, They did save Michael Peña at the end, so that was pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have liked to have had more of them, just because I think they were really funny in the first. T.I. and uh, D- David Dastamakian, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I would have liked to have seen more of them, because I thought they were so funny in the first uh, movie uh but yeah it's kind of a fun idea of them like starting a security business uh given their uh their 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 uh, backgrounds (laughs) uh and a lot of the movie it's just like one person has the lab and then another person has the lab and how are they going to get the lab and various like antics that go on between there and uh and then we we do finally uh um we get janet there and we uh she kind of agrees to give some of her energy to try to help ghost uh but it i don't know it's it all gets kind of out of control <laughs> uh and you do get uh the scene where scott makes himself super big the biggest anyone's ever been
1: i think the whale site gag was a bit i didn't really Enjoy that, but I did like it how he was get. I'm glad they actually saw him moving because like he turned big in Civil War and then he was kind of just like like really yeah. slowly like walking around. So I'm glad they showed him actually like moving quickly. Um, and I did enjoy that about him. Um, uh-huh. I do want to quickly add about Michael Pena as well. I'm glad they did like rope him into the action at the end. Yeah, I'm glad they did that. But yeah, with giant man. I was hoping they'd use giant man a bit more in this film. Um but when he like popped up next to the ship that was good even though it was in the trailer once again
0: right <laughs> yeah and it it was a fun sequence and that whole the whole like last like 20 minutes with all the chases like said, so with the pez dispenser and and uh the the it was fun it was enjoyable at the end of the movie with them uh they end up getting you know birch and he gets uh he gets apprehended by the police and uh they have janet and hank uh that make it back from the uh quantum realm and uh and they get uh ghost is like temporarily at least stabilized and uh and so uh ghost and foster go into hiding and then you have scott at the end with the uh with the FBI agent, like uh, you're thinking that he he's going to be able to catch him, but he ends up beating him there, and uh, so he's he's uh, uh, he's fine, and he's able to he gets released from his house arrest, and uh, so let's talk about this mid credits scene that we have. Of course, we know at the end of Infinity War, uh, the snap of Thanos ends up dissolving. Uh, half of the uh, people in the world including half of the Avengers and uh, And so we get here we have uh, uh, Hank and uh, uh, And uh, Hope and Janet that are trying to help uh, Scott go into the they're they're overseeing him go into the quantum realm uh, so that they can get more energy to help, uh, ghost. And, uh, they, while Scott is in the, uh, quantum realm, uh, they end up, uh, Hank, Hope, and Janet all end up dissolving. And, uh, so he's left there in the quantum realm. What'd you think of this?
1: Uh, yeah, I did like it. Uh, I think it was interesting because I knew that the mid-credit scene or the post-credit scene would time to Infinity War some way. So mm-hmm. I thought that the Avengers were going to be in the post-credit scene, or that Thanos's uh, uh, snap was going to come into play in some way. Uh huh. Because now I'm pretty. Sh- I'm guessing now at the start that the Avengers' 4 like opening will be Ant-Man getting out of the quantum room. Right. But I was just, oh, the one thing I was a bit confused about is I wish they didn't get rid of all three of the pins. Mm-hmm. Like, because, I mean, Michelle has literally just come out of the Quantum Realm and now she's wherever the glove snap sends you. Yeah. So, that was a bit, yeah, because, like, the Wasp is apparently supposed to play a big part in Avengers 4, so I'm confused on, like, whether that's going
0: to take up too much screen time or whatever hmm well, and we know that the quantum realm can mess with timetables like big time, so I'm pretty sure that Captain Marvel is going to somehow end up in the quantum realm of somehow and uh and and uh, I don't know if am will still be in there, but they're gonna go back in you know back in time and uh it will all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it will all be changed and nobody is going to end up dying except for maybe loki we will see and the the final credit scene was super lame because uh we'd already basically it was just the uh ant the giant ant playing drums uh which we'd basically seen that in the trailer and we'd seen it like throughout the movie like it it was it wasn't it was one of the weaker marvel post-credit scenes i think
1: yeah especially at this stage as well like where I wish like I wouldn't mind it the other way around if the mid credit seems the ant and then like it would have
0: been cool to have gotten something with hawkeye like that would have been fun yeah right I definitely agree yeah yeah so anyway well there you go so that's ant man and the wasp and uh so uh yeah I mean how many if you were to give it out of 5 stars what, what would you give it mm. I'd probably give it.
1: I'd, I'd say a solid four.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's still one of my favorite MCU movies. Like it, wow. it's very much up there. I would say.
0: Cool. I think I would give it three. It's solid. It's fine. I enjoyed it. Uh, it had fun moments. Uh, but i it's not one I'm like dying to see again, or is one of my favorites. But uh, and I did like the first one a little bit better. So, uh, so there you go. That is what I think. But it's a it's a fun little movie and. Um, so, yeah, now we just have to wait for Captain Marvel. Yep. Nothing else. I'm excited I'll... for Captain Marvel. Me too. So excited, so. Alright, well, thanks so much for coming on talking to Ant-Man and the Wasp with me. This was really fun. Yep, thank you for letting me come on. It's been a lot of fun talking. Yeah, so where can people find you? Online.
1: Uh, so I have Twitter
0: um,
1: at Reese's Reviews. Um, and then I do have my YouTube channel, which is just my name, Reese Taylor, but i can't really upload anymore because i don't have a computer um but there are still some videos up there if you if you enjoy listening to me talk great Um, yeah marvel and disney and all that fun stuff
0: cool and i'll have the links for that in the description section you can check it out and you can follow me at rachel's reviews all over social media and on uh itunes and on youtube so let us know what you think of ant-man and the wasp the first ant-man the mcu whatever just let us know on twitter or in the comment section we'd love to hear your thoughts and um and yeah thanks again and uh yeah hopefully get a talk again soon yep okay Uh, (laughs) bye